What is good, everybody? This is your guy, Manny. This is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Commander Show. We're going to be talking preseason. I'm going to react to this awful defense and to Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and run the intro. We're going to go ahead and get this show on and popping. Let's get it. So let's go ahead and just get started with the defense. Like, I was not impressed with the defense on Saturday. A lot of people say the defensive line is not the problem. Well, if the defensive line is not the problem, they're definitely not the answer. They fired Sam Mills, and I tweeted, maybe they fired the wrong guy because the effort that I saw out of this defense is not what we are expecting, right? If the defense is supposed to be the strongest part of the team, right, like, like we're known for this defensive line, Oh, you always hear the four first-rounders on that defensive line. Not only that, we might be losing De'Ron Payne. So I'm not overly excited about this defensive line, especially with no Chase Young. That's a big hit to this team. They were not able to get to Mahomes. Obviously, Mahomes is Mahomes. I'm not disputing that. Mahomes is who he is. He's a beast. And we were not able to get to Mahomes. He was able to just move around, throw it left-handed, right-handed, curve. You know, he was doing all kinds of stuff. And not only that, we really got attacked in the secondary. You know, Kendall Fuller had one good play where he kind of, you know, sped up to the ball and, and, you know, knocked it out. But if he didn't do that, that was a bona fide touchdown to Sky Moore. So defense kind of worries me. And then with the lack of linebackers, right, I wanted to see how will the commanders defend a Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey had his way. He had his way with these linebackers. It didn't even matter who was guarding him. Not only that, Kansas City had a backup tight end, Fortson, a guy that everybody's going crazy for right now in Dynasty and Fantasy. I'm like, who is this guy? They made that guy look great. And all this means to me is if you're running the zone, if you're going to play a zone versus a guy like Patrick Mahomes, he's going to destroy you. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster, either he didn't play or he was targeted one time. Let me see what third down says. Hey, what up, third down? Welcome to the show. Third down says Apke could have been a linebacker. He absolutely could have because the defense was so bad that it really didn't even matter who was out there. I could have been out there. You could have been out there. It was awful. It was awful. And um, I'm not going to lie. This defense that supposedly that this defense that is supposed to be good, it, it does not look good at all. Timeout Sports, what's up, bro? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. Yeah, but we're talking defense, man. The defense is, is, is awful. You can't get a pass rush. You want to play zone, and you're getting – I mean, so if you can't get to the quarterback and you're playing a zone, you're going to get destroyed. We saw guys like um, – I forgot his name. It was Watson, some wide receiver that's kind of bounced around the league. He's a decent wide receiver, 6'4". He was able to get deep on Washington and catch a, what, a 41-yard reception – and then not only that, on third down, we could not get off the field on third down. There was a time when we did ascend a blitz. I think it was Benjamin St. Juice. Um, he got after Patrick Mahomes, almost got there, but he missed. And Patrick Mahomes was able to destroy them. So when you blitz, you're going to get eight up, right? Last week, two weeks ago, we looked at the game versus the Panthers, right? We're saying, well, you know, 
it's a fluke. You know, Baker Mayfield drove down. You know, they you know they scored, and then Sam Darnold was able to, to do some things. And then you're saying, oh well, it's just the first preseason game. You get to the second preseason game, you saw no improvements. There was nothing that we did right defensively. We know it's Patrick Mahomes, but you couldn't even sack him one time. You couldn't put pressure on him not one time. You know, yes, the defense did well against the run. That's never been an issue for the most part. It's that pass defense. Cameron Curl, he he got ate up a few times. So it's like, what are we doing? You say Cameron Curl is one of our better safeties. He can defend. He can, you know, play deep. He can play man. He can do this, do that. He got ate up. Bobby McCain played decent. Um, Kendall Fuller got ate up a few times. And then the corner depth outside of Benjamin St. Juice. Corners three to five to six. Who are they? It's awful. Danny Johnson, awful. Corn Elder, awful. So um, it says, Curl looked bad. Are you worried? Yes, I am worried. I am worried. Cameron Curl, I saw JP saying Cameron Curl has pro bowler written all over him. What has he really shown us? We've seen Cameron Curl in the, in the limited role his rookie season, right? His second season. He really didn't even get to be the guy because he had Landon Collins there taking away snaps from a strong safety. This year is the Cameron Crow show. He's going to be the leader of that back end pretty much. He has to be that guy. If Cameron Crow is this and that, a seventh round steal and this, Cameron Crow is a good player. But Pro Bowl, I don't know. I mean, from what I've seen, I don't see Pro Bowl as of right now. That defense looks so awful that it really doesn't even matter who's out there. So here's a here's a here's a, a defense that just what they lost. Uh, of course, Chase Young is a big big loss, right? Then you also have a guy like uh, let's say even the the second year guy, fifty two, Jamin Davis. He made a play, but he made a play against the second string offense. So I really didn't even see anything from this defense that gets me excited. Not the linebackers, not the secondary, not the defensive line, which is supposed to be the, the strength of this team. So it's real concerning to me. Uh, third down says, I'm not worried about Curl. He needs to be free safety. I don't know if he needs to be free safety. What did he prove on Saturday? Can he be that free safety? Bobby McCain is played okay as a free safety. I saw Cameron Crow getting eight up deep. So him being the free safety, I'm worried. If this is how it's going to be, you definitely need a, a third safety who's rangy. That seems to be some of the issues that we keep going through. We don't have a rangy safety who can get out there, make plays, right? It's like you're limited to what you can do defensively. Can you play single high? Can you trust Cameron Crow in the back end by himself to play single high? I, I can't. As good of a player as Cam Crow is, I like him closer to the line of scrimmage. He makes plays that way. He can, you know, he, he, he can blitz, he can tackle. But putting him out there deep, I don't know. Third down says, put 19 in the spot. I do like 19. Is uh, what's his name? Parker. Is it Steven Parker? That boy could play. That boy could play, and I think he makes the team. So I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen, man. We're gonna go ahead and look at um the depth chart for Washington. We're gonna look at the game. Um the game, the stats, and just try to see if we can find anything good. I mean, I watched the game from the beginning to the end, but I really didn't even see anything that made me excited. 
after that game, I was probably more discouraged than anything. It would have been great had the team played Kansas City the last game. So now we what? We go play Baltimore, right? And that's going to be a whole nother ball game, especially if Lamar uh, Jackson plays. So let me go ahead and share the screen. We'll look at the game. Let's try to dissect. Let's try to see if we can find any positives to this game. Now, Sam, Sam Howell came in. He threw that pick. Uh, we need to pump the brakes because after the first preseason game, you was hearing, oh, Sam Howell is going to push Taylor Heineke for the number two. No, pump the brakes. We will be better off with Sam Howell not playing this season. If Sam Howell has to play one game this season, all that means is that the team is that like the team is ultra trash. For Sam Howell to play, he's a guy that we want to develop and get him right. Watch Sam Howell play this year. That means that Carson Wentz was awful. And then, obviously, if Carson Wentz is awful, you're losing games, and there's no need bringing in Taylor Heineke to try to win games because we know who Taylor Heineke is. You put in Sam Howell, you're pretty much playing for next year. That's the only time I want to see Sam Howell is if the team is so bad. I don't want to see Howell this year. He's going to be an exciting young prospect, but I don't want to see him. Since the only... There's only one person to blame now, and that's Rio. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Dale Rio has to go. I don't know why he still has a job. I don't know what his purpose is on this team. Um, accountability. Who's messing up? Who are are you benching people? Are you replacing people? Are you like what are you doing? I think that Carson Wentz played well. He did have a sack, uh, loss of six yards. Sam Howell. He played okay. Taylor Heineke did better this week than he did last week. He was able to move the ball, and he did connect on a touchdown with um, Cam Sims. So I did like that. I would love to see more Cam Sims this year, especially in the red zone. We need to improve that red zone offense. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the, the, like the elephant that's in the room, and that's pretty much Antonio Gibson versus Brian Robinson Jr., for those of you guys who follow the show, for those of you guys who listen to what I say, you guys have seen that I've been saying, hey, Brian Robinson is going to be a factor for this team this year. And obviously, Brian Robinson started the game at running back. He had nine carries for 31 yards. 3.9 yards per carry isn't bad, but it isn't like, wow. What Brian Robinson is going to give you is consistency. He's going to be a guy that needs anywhere from 20 to 25 carries, Okay. If he's getting anywhere between 20 to 25 carries, he's going to be close to 100 yards every single game because he falls forward, okay? And he's very decisive. When he sees a hole, he attacks the hole. He doesn't just down, like, he doesn't dance around and say, oh, which gap should I take like Antonio Gibson does? Which gap should I take? Which gap should I take? Antonio Gibson obviously is more explosive, especially at this stage. I mean, now we're, we're just seeing two games of Brian Robinson. We've seen two years of Antonio Gibson. We know who Antonio Gibson is. I think that Antonio Gibson being used in space, I'd love that. Like, matter of fact, I was fine with letting J.D. McKissick go to give Antonio Gibson more of a role in the pass game. If he's this great or good wide receiver from Memphis, this playmaker, this weapon, why isn't he deployed as a weapon? You got to use your weapons, right? So we got to see some Antonio Gibson with the second team. He did lead the team in, uh, well, receptions. And he was leading the team in yards at a point in time until Erickson, you know, got that last reception. But Gibson, three receptions for 37 yards. There are people that are on Twitter that are saying, oh, Antonio Gibson had the better game. Because they look at the box score and they see the total yards. 
is more than Brian Robinson. But if you notice, Brian Robinson started the game. Brian Robinson was decisive. He made some good plays. Not only that, <clears throat> Antonio Gibson played that J.D. McKissick role because, McKiss because McKissick didn't play. But also, after Kansas City scored that first touchdown, guess who was returning kickoffs? It was Antonio Gibson. So I'm all for giving Antonio Gibson more opportunities on special teams to return kicks. I don't know about punts, but definitely kicks. And then also you want to use him as much as possible in the pass game. Um, I've not been too impressed with the wide receiver group from what I've just seen um, in preseason, but preseason is preseason. We were down to, I think, one tight end, maybe two tight ends if you count uh, Eli Wolf. Uh, so two tight ends were available for us because everybody that was on the roster is pretty much gone. But there's good news. Logan Thomas comes back. He has come back today. Um, he did have a knee brace that kind of looked like an RG3 knee brace, but that's expected coming off of ACL. Um, hopefully they ease him in. But it's looking like Logan Thomas will not be on that PUP list, which means it makes things interesting now. A guy like Amari, Amari Rogers is he going to make the team now? I don't know. Um, the team also signed um, – who is this tight end? I gotta, I gotta find him. Gotta find his name. It's Blanton. I think it's Kendall Blanton. I can't think of his first name right now, but he did play well in that NFC Championship game with the Rams. Uh, he is capable. He's been in the league for a while, so he does have some experience. He adds some experience to this tight end group. So maybe Amari Rogers, as much as we like him, or Amari Rogers, maybe he starts the year off on a practice squad. I think Blanton might make it just because you need more veterans on that tight end group it's not good to go into the season with tight ends that, that has only played you know two years or, or rookies i mean it's unheard of but i'm not saying that it's not that it can't be done so um definitely blanton might be a part of the future also when you look at um uh, erickson there's that battle between erickson and dax mill one of these two guys are going to make the team I'm thinking it's Dax Mill. They liked him. They drafted him. Erickson came in here to contend for that punt return job and that slot position. Erickson has not shown me anything in the return game so far. So it's like Dax Mill is going to make it. Uh, but Erickson has done some good things in the passing game in the preseason, but it's not with the first team. It's with the second. A lot of times with the third team, he has a connection with Sam Howell. We talked about Cam Sims. I'm glad that he was able to get that reception. Terry looked okay. Um, Terry did Terry things. Um, it was good to see Jahan Dotson make a few plays. He was targeted twice, caught both of his targets. So that was good in that aspect. Curtis Samuel was targeted four times, caught two receptions, 10 yards. It was good to see Curtis Samuel out there. Every time he gets tackled, I'm not going to lie, I close my eyes because I don't want to see this guy get hurt once again. Also, Dayami Brown. He tried to make some plays, but is Dayami Brown going to be used in the deep passing game? I don't know. I just I really don't know what's going to happen with this team. Um, defensively, Shaka Tony had one and a half sacks, but that was like at the end of the game, you know, later on in a game when it doesn't really matter. But it does matter for him. It builds his confidence. It, it, it makes him feel like, you know what, he's getting better. So that's good for him. But um, – 
you know, we lost uh, Bada. We lost, uh, I think we lost Corn Elder as well with injury. So those are two guys who could have made the team that were pushing for spots. So corner gets thinner. Maybe we pick up a corner that gets cut. This is cut season right now, right? Maybe we pick up a linebacker, you know, that gets cut. So there's a lot, there's lots of things that we can do right now to help to improve this team. But um, our defensive end room took a little hit. Uh, we got to see more out of William Bradley King, uh, James Smith Williams. Those are some of the guys that are going to be taking that Chase Young uh, spot. I'm not confident in this defense at all. Although we have Jacksonville coming in, although we have the Lions, I mean, the NFL, like JP says, the NFL is daring us to go 2-0. Two, two but also, the Lions and the Jags are looking at us like we're some scrubs. So it's like scrub versus scrub. Somebody has to show that they're not the worst, right? So, <laughs> I mean, I really don't know um, how this season goes, but I'm not, I was not impressed at all with this preseason game. Like I said, I'm trying to find positives, right? Outside of Cam Sims be getting involved, getting a touchdown, um, Jeremy Reeves, five tackles. Jamin Davis made a play, you know, and tackled somebody. I mean, he did what he, what he was supposed to do. I mean, what are we really looking at? You know what I'm saying? William Jackson III, got to step up. Kendall Fuller, got to step up. These linebackers, got to step up. I think the guy that I was looking for was Josh Drayden. No, it's not Josh Drayden. It's I, I want to say it's Parker. Parker. Can't find him on the box score. But, yeah, I'm really worried about this corner group. <laughs> I'm really worried about this linebacking group. And then offensively, I think the offense is going to be fine if they run the ball with Brian Robinson Jr. I have no qualms there. I think we'll, we'll be fine offensively. Can we – Convert third downs. That's been an issue. But I think if, if, if we run the ball well, Brian Robinson continues to get four yards per carry. Then you're like in those third and shorts. You're looking at, you know, second and six, right? Uh, you're looking at second and five. You're looking at a lot of convertible third downs. So if we can move the chains, uh, hopefully result in some touchdowns and just not all field goals. But I think if we get anywhere close to that, to that goal line situation, it's going to be Brian Robinson. You're going to see Gibson in space. You're going to see Gibson getting some carries. You're going to see J.D. McKissick. Hopefully, Logan Thomas gets back, uh, you know, up to speed. But we do have some young, young, capable tight ends um, that would possibly help us in the passing game. In the running game, I don't know. I, I, you know, John Bates is a good blocker, right? You have Cole Turner. He's a tweener. He's more of a of an outside tight end. So there's lots of question marks on this offense. I, you always hear. Washington is so talented offensively, and you even hear RG3. He said that if this team gets the Carson Wentz from last year with the Colts, this is a team that's in playoff contention. If you get the Carson Wentz, the MVP year Carson Wentz, then you're looking at a Super Bowl contender, which, I mean, if we get that Carson Wentz, it's going to be kind of hard to say. I mean, you're talking about over 33 touchdowns, 34 touchdowns. You get that out of your quarterback with the low interception numbers. Yes, it just bodes well, right? But I'm not going to get my hopes up. Every year we get our hopes up. You you get excited. And even this year with the new name, new logo, same stadium, but a lot of different things are different, right? But the culture has gotten better. But it's like when I say culture, more so the winning. 
right now I can't call this team winners, right? So when you look at that next game versus the Baltimore Ravens, like what am I expecting? I really don't know. <laughs> you know, I really don't know. I, I I mean, I've I've learned to kind of temper my expectations with this team. So next Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Central time, my time, we play the Baltimore Ravens. And my guess is that Lamar Jackson plays. They have to get him acclimated to that offense. So you're gonna see that you're gonna be seeing that Lamar Jackson. How are the linebacking core going to help? to slow him down. He's going to run the ball a lot. Even though it's preseason, he's going to run the ball. Ravens obviously want to iron some things out going into the season. So I'm expecting a Lamar Jackson. I could be wrong. Also, who from that Ravens backfield gets a carry? Does J.K. Dobbins get a carry? Which I don't know. They're probably going to bubble wrap him. They're going to bubble uh, wrap uh, Gus Bus, And you're going to see a lot of Tyler Batty and a lot of these younger guys. So, but then on the flip side, Baltimore's defense, they're good. I won't say elite because I got to see them on the field. On paper, they're elite. But obviously on the field, you got to be elite as well, right? So looking forward to the Ravens. Let me look at the depth chart real quick. Let me see some of the guys that we're going to be expecting uh, to see potentially. Um, so I doubt if we see Dobbins, but I do want to see Rashad Bateman play. He was a guy that I wanted to hear in Washington, but – so you look at this receiving core, right? You got Bateman, you got Devin DuVernay, you got uh, James Prochet. This group is not scary outside of Rashad Bateman, and even that is a question mark, right? They just signed Demarcus Robinson. So I say all this to say, I'm really going to be watching our corners to see how they defend this group of wide receivers. If this group of wide receivers is getting off and Lamar Jackson is out there looking like Peyton Manning, then this is going to be a long season. Preseason or not, preseason or not, defense is awful. Like I've said, just like the title of this episode, Mahomes is Mahomes, but the defense is still terrible. I was even saying this things like the defense is trash. Like I had nothing to get excited about when it comes to this defense. Now, Mark Andrews, to me, he's the second best tight end in the league after Travis Kelsey. So it's another test. If he plays, it's another test. If he doesn't play, Isaiah likely had him a ball game this weekend. You know what I'm saying? He had almost what? Over 100 yards or just about 100 yards in the second quarter, something like that. Yeah, I mean, Isaiah likely, he's pretty good. Uh, Nick Boyle, he's more of the blocking guy. He's solid. So Isaiah likely, great pick for them, but he's going to be stuck behind Mark Andrews a lot. They have a fullback, and that's something that I've always wanted for our squad. If we're going to be a power-running team or if we're going to run the ball, why not just get a fullback? I think a fullback would even help a guy like Antonio Gibson, to be honest. It's going to help him to create more holes. So all that being said, I'm not going to say that I'm excited for the game. I, I mean, I'm usually excited. I'm usually upbeat. But at this point, I'm like, I don't care. Oh, they got Morgan Moses? Didn't even know Ravens have uh, Morgan Moses. So he's on the squad, starting right tackle. So it seems like they have a decent, decent uh, um, offensive line. Tyler uh, Tyler Lindenbaum, pretty good center. Yeah, they got a – that's a pretty, pretty nice uh, um, offensive line right there. Defense is stacked. So we got to see how how this defense uh, um, stacks up versus this Baltimore Ravens offense. So, guys, this is the episode. Real short one. Um, not much to talk about other than defense wasn't good. Let's see what happens in preseason game three. And this could potentially be 
another one of them years where we start out slow. Every year we start out slow, and then we pick up steam and we make playoffs. In the last 10, let's just say 10 to 15 years, every playoff berth that was clinched was clinched late in the season. They, they were all slow starts. Then you try to run the table. You try to win all these games. You try to win four, five, six, seven in a row to make the playoffs. That's tough. You got to get these easy wins or these these or these winnable games. Jacksonville is winnable. The Lions is winnable. Their combined records are terrible, trash. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to beat those two teams. Now, if you lose against those two teams, um, it can be awful. It can be awful. It can be awful. So, so yeah, sorry about that. Um, so let me see if there's anything else before I go ahead and end the stream in this episode. But yeah, man, I was so mad. And because I couldn't pod or stream, I had to carry this. I, matter of fact, I had a lot to say that Saturday night. I didn't record that Saturday night. So I had more to say. I've cooled off. I've really cooled off. So I don't have much to say right now. But um, yeah, the only good thing I can say is that Logan Thomas is back. I'm excited about that. And speaking of the NFC East, Daniel Jones was able to lead his team to a 70-something yard touchdown drive. So when you see things like that and you're like, man, come on, Wentz, come on, come on, offense. You know, you look at these different things and you're like, come on, man, we got to do better. You know, then there was that then there was that whole injury thing, even in the game where they pulled out, they pulled Carson Wentz, they pulled a lot of the starters. And I was like, well, maybe because of injury issues or injury reasons. I don't know. Uh, but looking at our draft class, I think that Jahan Dodson has a huge impact this year. Um, he has a chance for well over 700 yards, maybe even more. Uh, for Darian Mathis, he's going to be involved. He's going to be involved. He's going to get a lot, tons and tons of snaps, especially when they go with five on the line and two linebackers like they normally do. Brian Robinson Jr. looks to be the starting running back for the commanders this year. Um, Percy Butler, really don't know. Really don't know what happens with him. Maybe he gets that Buffalo nickel roll going as the season progresses. But for right now, I don't see what Percy – I just don't see an impact for Percy as of right now. Maybe midseason to, you know, towards the end of the season. Sam Howell, I hope I don't see him play this year like I've said before. I think that Sam Howell needs to be developed for a year or two, and then you give him that chance. Cole Turner is going to be involved, especially in the red zone. You're going to see a lot of Cole Turner. He's going to be involved. Uh, Chris Paul, hopefully you don't see him a lot this year. He's going to be deaf. He's going to make the team. And then this Christian Holmes guy, I've not really seen or heard about him. I, I Maybe he doesn't make the team. Like When you look at the cornerback position, and even in a depth chart, like you don't you don't hear a lot about Christian Holmes. Maybe they've talked about him. Maybe I've missed something on the depth chart. He's second behind William Jackson the third. I got to look more into Christian Holmes. Um, join us this Wednesday, live at 10 p.m. Eastern time, six. I mean, sorry, uh, 9 p.m. Uh, Central time. Me and Phil will be going live talking about the 53 man uh, roster projection. He'll have his list. I'll have my list. He's going to focus on everything. I'm going to focus more on the skill positions. I'm not really going to look at the uh, look at the defensive line or the offensive line. I'll give that all to Phil. So we'll, so we'll be talking about that. But, 
yeah, Christian Holmes, I got to see more of him. I've not really paid no attention. Uh, I've heard some good things about Percy Butler, Derek Forrest. Those are two young safeties that the team likes. Maybe Jeremy Reeves doesn't make the team. I don't know. Maybe they keep five safeties, which which it would be wise. It would be wise to keep five. But I do like this Stephen Parker kid. I love the Stephen Parker kid, man. He plays tough. Maybe they can disguise one of these safeties as a linebacker since they don't really play linebackers, or, you know, even roster linebackers anyway. So right now you're looking at Cole Holcomb, David Mayo, uh, Jamin Davis, Kalik Hudson. Oh, this group is awful. Then you look at the punt returner, kickoff returner the situation. Erickson might not be the guy, but he might just be the best that we have right now. Sprinkled in with some Antonio Gibson. I liked Jared Patterson as a kickoff returner, but maybe he doesn't make the team. So if you're not going to play special teams, you, I doubt you make the team. So it's going to be interesting to see what the team does. But, guys, this is the Back Row Commander Show. What's good, Hawk? Just wrapping up. This is the Back Row Commander Show. I will be coming back on live on Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central, 10.30 Eastern time. We're going to talk commanders football. We're going to talk about the 53-man projection. Uh, please drop me a like. If you're listening on the on the audio side, please, you know, give me a five star. Please give me uh, a rating. And um, I appreciate the love that you guys give me. And I will catch you guys on that next episode. Yeah. Peace.